Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I'm excited to talk about September and specifically the fact that we've been in business for five years. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Party, horn, noise. I think we were just babies when we started this whole oh, thing. Oh, we were. We were. We have a content copywriter queen on our staff, and she'll go back and find old like blog posts or find old videos or whatever to kind of rehash them. And she'll send us screenshots sometimes of an old screen grab of an old YouTube video or this screenshot from some blog post or whatever where our faces were in it. And what did she say that one day where she was like, oh, you guys, you looked like such babies. And now she said we look like something now. I was like, what, haggard old ladies? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, you look like just bosses who are confident now. And I was like, like, okay. (laughs) I'm still scared shitless. (laughs) Oh, man. We really have aged. (laughs) (laughs) I like a fine wine, though. Twice a day now. I do miss my Botox, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. The only positive of having constant migraines is to get a Botox. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I had a beautiful forehead for two years. And then yeah. it's sad. I mean, you know, you can, you can choose to keep doing that if you want. Well, you I'm trying to, to embrace my age and I'm not mm. doing a very good job. I refuse to embrace it. I have retinol twice a day, night creams, serums, oils, and I'm starting Botox like as soon as I can make my appointment back into the, I almost called it the club. <laughs> the, what do they even call it? The spa? The anti-aging club. The anti-aging no, club. I, uh, this is a total side note, but I have a, a very random friend group here now as an adult. A lot of them are nurses and nurses know doctors and a lot of their friend group knows plastic surgeons or their spouses are plastic surgeons. And so there's many of people who I actually, actually know now who could put needles in my face to make me look younger. And so I just need to call them. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. It's very weird. I'll take a half a vial at the same time. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, for real though, as much as we've joke about aging, this business is so different than it was five years ago. And to think about all the changes and the pivots and the adjustments we've made in that time period, honestly, blows my mind. Yeah. It's literally an entirely new business as in we started with services. We had one-on-one clients and I can't tell you the last time we worked one-on-one with someone. Four. Three and a half, four years ago? 
Yeah. Cause we would do some, some like coaching or one-on-one strategy for people who kind of knew how to get into that or if the project really excited us, but it's even been a while since we've done that. We are like the full on digital world now. And then with releasing the shop, having the membership, which is what our third membership by this point, but it's the only one that's worked and that we love. Well, <laughs> worked is relative because worked yeah, then right. versus worked now, like our expectations are just different. I think at the time that we right. were ecstatic with the results and it's just yeah. interesting how how you feel about something all these years later is just funny. I'm like, oh, it's cute when we did that. And it's yeah. like, oh no, that was a massively huge deal then. Yeah. But you know what I do like is, you know, we've released a couple of products that have stuck around. And what I do like right now in this feeling in this season is outside of the shop, because it is really new, although I love the shop. We have two other products. We only have three products, you guys, Trello for Business, Strategy Academy, and the Creative Template Shop. And that was a deliberate decision we made at the very start of this year, kind of end of 2019 of what we're going to focus on, literally just deciding to cut memberships, bundles, courses, all of it gone, just cutting it, not talking about it anymore at all. Something about it feels it's comfortable in the good sense. It feels like I feel finally confident about like the roundup of stuff that we have. And I'm happy that like Trello has been around for three years. SA has been around for three. Trello has been around for four. How long have they been around? Three and some change because we did it did we do we that did this the summer year? after my accident? So it was in 2017, June of did 2017. Did the same year? No. I feel like Trello had to have been the year before. So yeah, it was Trello was a year four. Was Trello was July of whatever year we released it. it. had to have been 16. And then Strategy Academy came out the next June. And I always thought, you know, I kind of had pictured in my head, like, as always being the person who would make a new product multiple times a year, if not every year, and just being like, okay, this one worked and it's done, it served its purpose. And I guess it'll do its thing. And then we're going to make something new. We definitely did that for like two years. But it also feels really good to know this is actually really solid. And if we just change some messaging or help our people in a new way or tweak the program in, in the sense of what people need right now, then it can still be really, really valuable. And so that was one of the things that we did this month, actually. Yes. We wanted to continue to just really focus on these three main products. And and while some of those other ones, I'm sure, I'm sure some people could find them somewhere deep in the, <laughs> the dark interwebs of the massive website that we have, by the way. This is a total aside, but I would love a new website. And yet every ounce of my body says, you do not want to start that project. No, I'll do it if I don't have to be a part of it, literally at all. <laughs> like I don't want to make any decision outside of maybe what it looks like, but I don't want to, I don't want to be like, put this here and change this here and let's edit this blog post because I've already done that and it sucked. <laughs> it does suck sometimes, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. We definitely have had growing pains and different things we've kind of struggled with over the years, but I feel like we have our big girl pants on and like know what we're doing and know what we're focused on and know know where we're going. And while I wouldn't say we're thinking too crazy far in advance because we've learned over and over and over and over and over again that the version I thought we would have five years ago and the version we have today are just not, it's not 
remotely what I could have imagined. In a lot of ways, it's better. I don't even know if I could tell you right now what I imagined five years ago. Because I didn't know. I didn't even have the language then to say this is what I would want it to be. I mean, I think I maybe was a little more ambitious on what I thought the total revenue might look like five years from now. From then? Yeah, from then, (laughs) um, from when we started. But also, I'm not mad about any of our growth at all. So, I mean, I think part of it was just it was coming from a place of naivety and just like literally having no idea what was possible or what I felt capable of or what challenges we'd run into or any of that. Well, and as Jeff Ely would say, it came from our doer mindset when we started business in the first few years. And I think she has said this to you as well, but how we're seeming to both transition into more beers in business than we ever have before. And yeah. that is weird. It is very weird and uncomfortable and kind <laughs> if of those nice terms are like really new to you and you haven't heard that conversation. The episode is almost a year old at this point, but it is still so good. December 2019. I did an episode with Jess. It was just Jess and I for some reason. I don't know what you were doing. Bacon cookies. <laughs> you probably. We talked about being a beer and a doer and what that means. And neither are bad, but the intricacies of both when it comes to life and business. Chances are, you guys listening, you're a beer. That's what we found out. And most of our audience were beers. And we didn't get that for a really long time. That's another amazing side effect, I think, of doing this for longer is that I really do. I'm beginning to understand this last year, specifically, a lot more of the mindset of our audience. And for the longest, seriously, you guys, I love you guys. I love your businesses. I love your brains. I just did not understand the thinking that went in there for a really long time. Now I get some of it. And and that's really nice. I wish I could like blame something on the transition, but I don't know what happened. It comes back to aging. Can I Botox my personality, please? (laughs) You're like, I want to be young and ambitious again. Not that I'm not young and ambitious. You guys, we're not old. Okay. Quit comparing your age to ours. That's not my point. I just think life is different. Life is different. Okay. Talk to me about this month. Yeah. So... The big thing we were focused on internally was shop launch as usual. And then we were actually doing some updates to our Strategy Academy funnel. And so we did a live launch, a first one we've had in a long time. And it wasn't meant to be like this big, massive thing. It was mostly so we could update a webinar, you guys. Like, you know, sometimes we just do things that are practical. (laughs) behind the scenes. And that's what this month served. I mean, it definitely has helped to see a bump in SA, which is awesome. You know, last month, SA was about 22% of our overall revenue. And this month, it was 30. So we saw a jump there, which is awesome. But it, it's not like crazy. I mean, that's (laughs) why we have it automated, you know, as much as I like live launching, I almost like these mini where it's just not. And I think the way that we've looked at it this year that I've really enjoyed is that we know that it makes money on its own, quote unquote, like on evergreen, on automation. We know that. We know that the funnel works, the ads work, the copy works. We know that that happens. We also know that there's a bump when we do a live launch. What I find really cool is 
we looked at the webinars as like, literally, let's just do a webinar for the sake of updating it, bringing a different energy, having whatever color our hair is now be in the webinar, just updating the messaging a little bit. We tweaked some of the slides just very slightly and literally just to refresh it. And what we have learned about ourselves is that even though it's evergreen, the video that we use for that webinar is a recording from a live webinar with a live audience and a live chat. We have tried exactly one time to record a webinar where there was no audience. And so we could just educate and not be distracted and whatever we thought would happen. And it was awful. What we have realized, we love teaching live. We love that engagement from people. And we need that engagement to not validate as in our point, but like the back and forth conversations that you get of like, yes, this person agrees. Yes, this person said this. Here we are. It just has a completely different energy. Some people hate that. So we know whenever we're going to update or refresh any video from a webinar, we're going to do a live launch. And so we just emailed our list. I don't even think we did ads for that, did we? No, we did. I think it was just pretty minimal. Yeah. It's been interesting in the ads that I'll go on a tangent about ads, but not right now. But it's been interesting trying to balance what makes sense in the ad world with everything that's going on. But we did do ads and it, that was just a really small piece of the overall. Like We just really focused on getting the webinar out there. And if you guys want to watch it, if you want to check it out, if you want to be a part of our program, we would love to see you there. You can watch it on demand at bossproject.com slash dream job. I think it brings just a different energy, which is kind of my point from my tangent earlier. Uh, We're going into it with the goal. The only goal is to get a new, fresh, fun energy webinar. If buy on that webinar, fantastic. We know that some are going to, but it's it wasn't the same pressure that we put on ourselves last year of, okay, this launch has to see 75 people come through or whatever number, right? And it was just one of those things where it's like, and, you know, during the Q&A, we're refreshing how many people are buying. And if we're not close to that number, then it's going to show in our responses and our answering of our questions. And it was just so much pressure. So I just really enjoy the We're going to do it because we know it's going to work and it's going to be effective. And it's kind of just like what happens, happens. For sure. I'm not mad about it. It went really well. And Trello like continues to keep going. We did refresh our ads for the first time in God knows how long. (laughs) Really long time. (laughs) And I loved seeing that because we... Yeah, they're so cute. It kind of had slowed down a little bit. Not terribly, but enough that I was like, we could do better. And we saw that jump back up with the new creative, which, by the way, was from... Did we do the... We did the photo shoot in August, yeah? We didn't really start using the photography until September. And like, we cannot wait as long as we did last time anymore. Yeah. I think what you had said even after that was like, it'd be nice to get into a rhythm of doing a photo shoot like at least twice a year. I'm not sure I want to do another one this year just because of timing. But if we try to schedule it to where it's like January, February, and then August, September, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really awesome. Okay, so what else did we do this year or this month? (laughs) We focused on the shop, which is, you know, not new, but we do the shop drop every single second Tuesday. And we are preparing 
to test things going into Q4. And so a large part of what was going on wasn't so much what's currently happening in the shop, but everything that was pl- we were planning for the shop. So historically speaking, we're really only picking templates three weeks, five weeks in advance, maybe. And this time we were like, okay, let's sit down. Let's map out Q4, early Q1. Not so much for us. I think Emily and I are at this point pretty okay with only seeing 30 and 45 days at a time. But our team, I wanted to be able to prepare our team enough that if they wanted to get ahead and they wanted to make sure that they had you know, time to step away during the holidays that they could because we had batched stuff out enough in advance. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So previously, specifically for the shops, like she's saying, we would only pick like sometimes two weeks before the templates were going to be released. And I felt like that was necessary for the first six, seven months of the shop because we were listening to your guys' feedback and seeing what is here right now that people need. And I think after seven, eight, nine months of responses from you, we began to be able to predict a little bit easier of like, oh, they're going to be really excited about this. This is going to be necessary. This would be really cool. So I think for the first time, we were able to look ahead for templates and think in advance. And that's not to say that if something comes up and there's some great idea that we couldn't swap something, like it's really easy to do that. But what we did, and this is just a a little shop specific strategy, is we decided to pick themes for each month of the year. We went back and looked to see, okay, did we really have a theme any month's previously. And we had, there were a couple of months that were really specific, were we intentional, where we had like an email marketing theme, we had a launching theme. But so we went and kind of assigned themes based on templates that we had released and then filled in the gaps of the rest of the months of the year. And after we had picked the theme, then it was easier to be like, okay, now what templates make sense to release with this theme, knowing that it's at the beginning of the year, knowing that it's summer, knowing that it's holiday or whatever. And that really kind of helped us narrow down what was going to be released, giving ourselves some flexibility if we need it. But I think that that's something that you guys could also take away when you're planning out video content or blog content or anything is break it down into a bigger picture and then get narrowed. Because looking at it like everyday content is really stressful. So, Right. Well, and we're going to really simplify this process for you guys in November. So you guys are probably listening to this late October, but just keep your ears peeled, your eyeballs on your inbox, because we're going to be sending out something I think is that's really going to pique your interest around how you can batch out more, how you can get more done and you know, this is not something that's new to us. We've talked about how we've utilized this concept when we take December's off and when we were preparing for Emily's maternity leave. And, you know, there are times where you want to get ahead. And especially if you're a one woman shop, how you might do that yourself when you're also balancing taking care of clients or taking care of customers or handmaking product or whatever, that can be a lot on your plate. And so getting this other piece of the puzzle done. So anyway, it's not out yet. Pay attention, pay attention. It's coming. But I think that's what is exciting. Like just having being able to see a little further out, you know, because at the beginning of 2020, Emily and I just had this strong intuition that we shouldn't plan very far in advance. Literally, like before any shit hit the fan, it was like December, January. And because December is normally when we map out all of the next year. And we're just like, just not really feeling that. We did designate the only thing that we did do was designate like what percentage of each product was going to make up. And I think the only one of the reasons why we did that is because we were cutting so many products. So we're like, okay, if we're going to cut this, previously it had brought in X percent of our whole revenue for the whole year. 
where are we going to make that up so that we at least allotted that. And that I think was, honestly, I want to do that again. Cause that to me felt really, uh, it didn't feel constricting. No, because we said an overall, and it's almost like our monthly budget. Like we've talked about how we create these monthly budgets so we project profit. And part of the budget is allotting what product is at what percentage and like how much revenue is that. And when we do that, there's it's not always perfect. I think sometimes we have this thought in our head that we have to have it all figured out. I want my expenses all figured out, but where the income is coming from, I want to have a really strong understanding of where it has been coming from and where it could be coming from. But there is some flex to it, especially when you have multiple products. But we know what we're shooting for every month. And at the beginning of the year, when we were focused on the whole year and we were assessing how much each product should make up like some of those things just change like we well some of them blew themselves out of the water yeah we couldn't have predicted that the shop would make up such a large part of our business but when it did we let some things kind of go that were kind of on the docket not that we had specific launch plans for instance but we thought this would make up a bigger percentage and then and then we hit our 2020 revenue goals in August or September, yeah, I, lose track I think it's now, the but... first week of September. Yes, I think you're right because it was right before our birthday, and we talked a little bit about that in the last profit report. And that was like, oh, okay, this kind of way to plan worked really well for us. So I imagine we will sit down and map out, okay, what do we want growth to look like, and what percentage we want each product to look like. And I know some of that is we do have some pretty tangible dreams, hopes, whatever you want to call them for the shop. Because because it is such a shining star, I do think we are going to pour more fuel on that fire and like continue to grow that. But with that being said, for growth, sometimes you have to spend a little to make a little. And I'm not a huge... I will say all of that with a giant asterisk and that expenses to make profit are not guaranteed and <laughs> be mindful. There are several ways to do that. And our two biggest expenses are consistently contractors and advertising, which is no surprise to you if you've listened to any profit report. I guess I didn't give you our overall numbers. I just like skipped on past that. So let me back up for two seconds. For September, the shop made up 55%. SA made up 30 and Trello made up nine. Now, if you add all that up, you're like, there's still other stuff. Of course, there's still other stuff. We still have random other stuff happening. But on the expense side, you know, our biggest expenses are consistently people and advertising. Now, I want to kind of go on the tangent I promised earlier about ads. It's fascinating to me because I think it's the most volatile I've seen advertising be. And yet, the most stable our business has been through volatile yeah. advertising times. And I think a lot of that I give props to our ad team for. Because I think in the past, we've had some people that just really didn't know how to handle the... It's volatile. So let's pour more money into it. We've really backed off on several things and instead of pouring more fuel on the fire, just got really conservative with how can we just kind of keep things going and keep 
we don't want to not put money in because we still want new people in the shop and new people in SA. So we don't want to stop advertising because we've also tried that. We got, we've gotten panicked in volatile times in the past and just pulled out and that, <laughs> that didn't make sense because that impacted us for months. Yeah. It had a much longer impact than the advertising itself. So instead we're just taking a more conservative approach. We're not backing out entirely, but we're using the lower end of our budget. And so ads made up just 22%. And we budget up to 30% of revenue for advertising. So we've been consistently low the last couple of months, which in my eyes is one of two things. One, we're seeing a better return or we just have built our base enough that we don't necessarily need as much um, there. That was one of our goals in 2019 also, whether we really stated it on here or not, but we were... in 2020? No, at, at the end, or sorry, at the end of 2019. I see what you're saying. It's a weird conundrum that we were in where it was like, we were spending so much on ads and sometimes they were working, but most of the time they weren't. We were with a different team at this point. So this is not a reflection of who we were, are with now, who are amazing. So it's like, okay, let's pour more money into it. But it's not really working that well. But we don't really want to rely just on ads to make money. But if we don't do it, then we lose money. So it's this, it was this weird cycle of like, we don't know if it's helping or hurting. But right now we're bleeding a lot of cash and we had to pull the plug. We didn't want to have a business that was even more than 50% reliant on ads to make money. I did not want that. And I know that there are plenty of businesses who either rely heavily on ads to make money. And if something happens, it's just going to hit the fan. But there are a lot of other businesses who've basically been like Xing off of ads forever because they want to build their business and get traffic and sales in another way. And so what I think we have found is a really nice, happy medium of using them, but not relying on them solely. Like I felt like we were last year, even though they weren't working as well as we thought they were. And I think a large part of that, we're in at the stage of business we're at, we're kind of in, it's not really our choice. I mean, it's our choice. We could choose to spend the money or not, but ultimately Facebook and Instagram are free to the user platforms and we are a business and their business Mm -hmm. is advertising. And so if we want Mm -hmm. access to their user base, which we do, do. then we we're willing to pay for it. And at this point, I think we're actually, for the most part, what we're paying for is probably the organic we were getting a couple of years ago. I mean, it, it, this scale is relative because we're at a different stage of business, but we're putting it out there so that the people that already want to follow us can continue to follow us, which is weird, but... It's also okay. Mm -hmm. I think there's this stigma around advertising is either the savior or it's the The worst thing ever. And I don't want to put it on a pedestal or ignore it as an option. So we're not. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of why is it volatile? If you're not, if this is not the like world you're in or you're not investing a ton, like there has been rising what they call CPMs, which is cost per you getting in front of a group of people. So usually it's 
cost per getting in front of a thousand people. That's kind of the way they measure it. The CPMs we were seeing, and I, I wish I could remember the exact what it stands for. It's irrelevant, but it's almost double, double, double what it was three months ago. And so we're just very thankful we have an ads team that is coming in and coming up with so new what ways. This we- is costs. Well, I don't know how to say it. It's M-I-L-L-E. It's a paid advertising option where companies pay a price for every 1,000 impressions on an, an ad receives. An impression refers to when someone sees a campaign on social media, the search engines, or another marketing platform. So cost per mille or something? No. I don't know. But it's essentially <laughs> a thousand. It's not a million. It's a thousand people. We're talking impressions, not clicks, not conversions, not whatever. So when you're saying almost double, like that's a significant increase. And we've seen, you know, our lead costs go up, but it's also variable. So our lead costs for certain things are insane. Like we have one freebie. I do not understand. I think that I think it's broken in a, the best way. We have lead costs under 50 cents, which people have not seen lead costs that low since 2016. What? I don't understand. So I'm just not touching it because I don't want to break the thing. Well, and that's a mix of like, it is a good freebie. It's not like it's magic. It's a good mix of it's a good freebie and it looks good. It works. And our ads team has found the exact sweet spot of people to show it to. So it's not just like, we made an amazing freebie and it's blowing I mean, it's good, but it's not like Mm -mm. life changing. No. Maybe you think it is. Maybe that's why you downloaded it, but it's not. And so that, on and most of that cost change, interestingly enough, they have, you know, a lot of it to be expected is related to the election. And we're like coming into election season. And obviously in September, they're spending a lot. October is more. The very first part of November is the craziest. And then you, and then it switches. In the last part of the year, the biggest amount of money is actually going towards e-commerce. And so if you want to get in front of the same people, now you are paying to play with some, like Target who's trying to sell a vacuum cleaner. But the most fascinating thing in September, the biggest ad spend, which is just like, I don't even know how you do this, but I guess when you own the company, you can do what you want. But the biggest player for advertising in September was Facebook. So Facebook utilized their own platform to advertise you becoming and registering to vote. And it was due to political pressures to use their platform for good But then they took slots away from small businesses to advertise to do that. And so that's, you can't drove your own ad cost up. Right. Which I'm like, no, that seems shady. (laughs) Just, it's fine. It's fine. I rely on a group of people to educate me and guide me. And I'm coming in more with launch goals, what our plans are for the business, where we're going, where we want to put our emphasis in, and they're deciding how to disperse our spend and what's working and what's not. And then Abby tells me what to write. That's true. Which I think I have another thing to write for you. Yay! Yay! More ad copy. (laughs) 
But all of that to I say, ad copy, like I actually wanted to write ad copy, but ad copy, it's just such a, the more you do it, the more you understand the nuances of like, this isn't going to work, this will work. But I can't literally say certain phrases that I want to say, which is just annoying. I don't like being censored, <laughs> but I have to be when it's our ad copy. Oh, you just got to do things. I mean, there's a reason why it looks different. Anyway. It's yeah, fine. I mean, it's dumb. It's fascinating to me what Google can get away with and Facebook cannot. Because the things you can run on Google advertising. Oh, is, on Google ads. Yeah. Well, think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just yeah. think about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen it. You've uh-huh. seen it. <laughs> anyway, all of that to say. As much as this month was great, I think a lot of it was thinking about the future and thinking about where we're going for the end of the year. And we did stuff, but it was mostly things that are going to affect, you know, October, November, December, and even years down the road. So, but I'm still super stoked about a profit. Yes, girl. Always. So we landed in September at 22% profit and we are still on average for the year over 30% month to month. I am just literally couldn't be more jazzed about that. I know. So exciting. It's so exciting. And sure, we still have expenses. Our contractors were 25% of our revenue. Our ads were 22%, which is low, but fantastic. And then payroll was 20. I don't know. I'm just really happy with the shifts we've made. Yeah. I think us last year versus us now is just fascinatingly different. It's weird also that obviously I'm jazzed about the profit. I that we set a goal to reach 30% month over month, or at least average for the year, 30%. And if you've been listening to these since our very first profit report, which was actually around this time last year, uh, you will notice the huge difference. The downside of all of this is what I learned from Brayden about retained earnings and how, yes, make the money, but also as a business, it's your job to spend the money, whether you're paying yourself or investing back into your company with ads or team members or softwares or hardwares or whatever. The money should also at some point go somewhere. Otherwise, you're paying taxes on a lot of money. And so it's a weird balance now. It's a great problem to have. I'm not complaining. It is something to think about. And it is a weird conundrum of having the proper amount in our savings, not having too much because it's literally pointless and we're just going to pay taxes on that. But we've gone before where we haven't had enough and that's really stressful. So those are the big girl decisions we're making now. Yeah. Well, and to give you guys the super brief version of what she means by that, If you guys remember in the past, we've talked about the fact that we operate our business as an S corporation, which in fancy non-tax terms means that we do not pay corporate taxes. It means us as shareholders, Emily and I as 50-50 partners, any money earned above and beyond expenses is considered 
in some form or another personal income. Now, you can divide some of that out as capital gains, and some of it is regular income, and we technically have payroll and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need to get into all the technicalities of it. Not an accountant. But essentially, when the business does well, and if we keep it in the business, instead of paying ourselves, we still owe taxes on that money that's sitting in the business personally. So like our business can make, because this just happened and we had to have a whole big discussion with our partners, with our bookkeeper, with our accountant to decide what the best route was going to go. Since we had reached our 2020 goal financially, okay, that means everything on top of that is going into savings, right? I mean, after obviously paying monthly expenses, but we're, we're building, building a ton in our savings now. Okay, great. That means that Abby and I then split that and pay taxes on that without having gotten paid it if we hadn't decided if we if we chose not to pay ourselves more money salary or distributions our personal household then has a bigger tax bill with no compensation for that and which which we i mean to kind of offset that we are doing quarterly distributions right to kind of offset the difference but it's not as fun when you pay them out knowing that you don't get to keep any of it. Exactly. Well, and which is what happened in September. It was like, okay, well, we can, we'll take a bigger distribution to pay your tax bill. Yay. So we did it. But the money was there for that, which was awesome. When you pay more taxes, it is because you're making more money. And that feels pretty great. <laughs> it does. I mean, it sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like- I know it sucks every time. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it's a sign of a healthy business. There's there's definitely a lot to that. And I'm sure we could go on a whole tangent about it and spend a lot more time on it. But I would probably need someone with more tax information to be able to back me up. We could have a bitch fest about it with Brayden again. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You guys, you know, get people in your corner that understand and bitch about it with them (laughs) your taxes god for sure so that was september profit report hope you enjoyed it as always if you have any follow-up questions want to get even nosier we will answer you in our dms over on instagram at boss project if you started to do this for your business we would also love to hear what percentage is your profit from this month and what is your goal for this year and if this was a new focus outside of sex any revenue numbers we want to help you cheer you on in that process as well. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. 
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.